The Buckeyes get a big commitment from a four-star prospect from Hollywood, Florida. Three big questions going into the second part of the season. And the importance of taking one game at a time. All that and more in today's episode of Locked on Buckeyes. You are Locked on Buckeyes, your daily podcast on the Ohio State Buckeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Buckeye fans? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Buckeyes, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jay Stevens, also the host of the Jay Stevens Podcast. And we are live with our usually scheduled Locked On, Locked On Buckeyes Live episode on YouTube and Twitter. I, Twitter. I want to thank everyone that is tuning in today, and I want to thank everyone that makes this show the very first listen of their day. Tuesday afternoon was a highly anticipated day for a lot of Buckeye fans out there looking to see and wondering where Kenyatta Jackson Jr. would announce what school would he would he pick and decide he was going to play college football. This 2022 prospect, edge defender, edge rusher, whichever word you want to describe that category of what he plays on the football field, he is a highly touted individual prospect and someone that Larry Johnson has wanted and is excited to now have as a future Buckeye because on CBS Sports HQ, around 2 p.m. Eastern on Tuesday afternoon, Kenyatta Jackson Jr. decided he would be playing collegiately at the Ohio State University. Kenyatta Jackson, he's six foot five, 235 pounds, a four-star prospect according to 247 Sports Composite Rankings, top 100 recruit, Seven, the seventh best edge rusher, edge defender in the country, and the 11th best recruit in the 2022 class coming out of the state of Florida. He chose Ohio State over Alabama, Oklahoma, Auburn, among others. He was wanted by everybody. These are the type of recruits that Ohio State gets, that Ohio State wants, and these are the kind of guys that Ohio State wants to come to Ohio State. If you're a guy like that, Ohio State won't go after you, or they primarily, they might not go after you if you're hard-headed or if your academics aren't uh, aren't up to par. You might be academically eligible, but there's certain things that Ohio State looks at an individual. And as I'm looking at Kenyatta Jackson, I think that he, as a as an athlete, as a player, as a future Buckeye, is somebody that you and I will be happy is a Buckeye. Now, what he has done now today is different than what he'll do at Ohio State. I do think this man has upside. I do believe that Kenyatta Jackson will need to put on some more mass. 6'5", 235. If we're playing a 3-4 scheme, he could be a stand-up outside linebacker. I don't see Ryan Day moving from the four-down lineman set that he normally has, that he has used throughout his time at Ohio State to date. So, I do expect Kenyatta Jackson to put on some weight, to put on some more mass, maybe about 15, 20 pounds, maybe uh, maybe, tw- maybe 25. I'd, I'm not sure if he's going to go 25, but 15 to 20 pounds easily of mass, muscle mass, uh, keeping keeping his quickness, um, keeping his leverage, um, getting better with his hands, getting better with his hands, leveraging of the defenders or of the uh, offensive linemen that he is going against every time he is on the field. He's a long-limbed rusher. He probably primarily is used 
as a stand-up pass rusher in a 3-4 defense, which is what I mentioned earlier, or why I mentioned that earlier, that for Kenyatta Jackson, I think he, I think he can play 4-3. I'm not sure if he goes back to an outside linebacker, especially now since we're using uh, the 4-2-5 base defensive set. I'm not sure if Kenyatta Jackson, I don't believe he will go down that road. He missed some time his senior year due to a lingering issue with an AC joint. He had 20 sacks in his first three years in high school, and then he had five sacks in four games his senior season before the lingering issues from his AC joint caused him to miss some time. He is from Hollywood, Florida. Shamanad, Shamanad Madonna Prep. I always butcher and start to kind of jack up Shamanad um, whenever I read that thing. He made an interesting comment about why he chose Ohio State and why he wanted to play the football there. I think when you think about the prospects, prospects that Ohio State gets, you think, oh, yeah, they all want to come here. It's an easy choice. It's not as easy as you might think. Here's Kenyatta Jackson while talking about why he chose to play or what led up to him choosing to go to Ohio State to play the football in the future. Quote, I'm not going to lie. This was pretty hard. I was confused and stressed, but last week I was talking with my dad about both Ohio State and Oklahoma. A couple of hours later, after we had that talk, I just had the gut feeling that Ohio State was the right choice and the place for me, end quote. He also went on later to say, quote, the word they always use is develop. That's all they speak of over there. So I think they are going to develop me into one into not only a great pass rusher, but also a great person off the field, end quote. We all hear about the words develop, develop here. Um, we look in the NFL, you see guys like the Bosa's and Chase Young, um, three guys that Kenyatta Jackson has mentioned and talked about as far as they develop them, they can develop me too. You look all around, you can look at um, uh, J.K. Dobbins, unfortunately he's hurt, but you can see all around the NFL, guys that were developed in Columbus at the Ohio State University, and guys that have been better, that have that were benefited from being at Ohio State, that maybe if they went to another school, they would have gotten better, but maybe not in the ways that they got better at Ohio State, helping them not only on the field, but also off the field as well. Adding Kenyatta Jackson to this recruiting class in 2022 gives the Buckeyes the number two ranked team um, recruiting class recruiting class in the Big Ten football conference. Number one right now is Penn State. Penn State also has 26 commitments right now. Ohio State has 15. If you look at the points differential as far as Ohio State points and Penn State's points as far as uh, the 24-7 sports, how they put everything together, their composite rankings, they're not very far off. One in the Big Ten for recruiting rankings for the 2022 class is Penn State. Number two, Ohio State. Number three, Michigan. Number four, Michigan State. And those pesky Rutgers Scarlet Knights are currently number five. In the country, this makes Ohio State, this gives them the number five nationally ranked recruiting class in the 2022 class. Five through one go as follows. Five, Ohio State. Four, Texas. Three, Georgia. Two, Penn State. And number one, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Kenyatta Jackson, excited to see your future as a Buckeye, and I'm glad your commitment comes now, so now you can go throughout the rest of your high school season and just play ball, young man. Just play ball. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. 
I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks offers every sport you can think of, like NFL, college football, NBA, college basketball, MLB, soccer, MMA, and more. Price Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers all the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players as well. Price Picks offers any prop you can think of, from yardage to touchdowns, even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you versus the projected numbers. Use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Don't hesitate. Check out prizepicks.com or go to your app store and download the app today. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are tapped into and tuned into Locked On Buckeyes Live on a Tuesday evening. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every single day. The Buckeyes start and embark upon the second half of their season this weekend under the lights in Bloomington, Indiana at Memorial Stadium in a sold-out crowd. Yes, I have been looking at tickets. I looked at tickets months ago. I looked at tickets about a month ago again. The game is sold out. It's rare for me to say this, but but the Indiana Hoosiers, this may shock you as well, are going to have two sold-out games in the same season. A night game against the Cincinnati Bearcats, which they lost. And then this coming Saturday, a night game against the Ohio State Buckeyes, which they should lose as well. Big, massive spread. We'll talk more about the game over the coming days before, over the next coming days before the game this weekend. As I think about this Buckeye team, and as I think about the things that they need to do, as I think about the things that going into the bye week and then also things once they play the football in the future, Saturday and then also the 30th against Penn State, then the four games in November before the Big Ten Championship game, there are three questions that I think are on my mind. And if any of you have questions, pop them into the chat. We'll, a- we'll answer those live as well right now as I go through my questions that I have about this team currently. Number one, not most importantly, but m- before I get to that, I know health has been a big thing for people, and I have a note here, right here to touch on this for a hot second. Tim May from Letterman Row recently asked in a presser on Tuesday, ask Ryan Day if he expects to have Haskell Garrett and Cam Brown back this weekend. Ryan Day simply said, quote, I do, end quote. Two words, very direct response to the question from Tim May. So many people are asking about Haskell Garrett, Cam Brown. The expectation is to have them back this weekend. One question I have about this team. Will we see a balanced offense from Ohio State. Now, I am upping the stakes because and the standard because well it's Ohio State and I know Ohio State can do this very thing that I believe I'm about that's about to come out of my mouth. Ohio State can average with the talent on the offensive line, with the talent on the defensive line, with how good the back half of the secondary can be in the passing game. Excuse me. 
offensively, offensively. I don't know why I'm going defense right now. Offensively, Ohio State with the with the power and the balance they can have on the offensive line. With you can run either left, right, or up the middle. With the ability for Ohio State to maneuver different players, and you haven't even had all five starters healthy all season. Will we see Harry Miller back this weekend in the starting lineup, or is it Luke Whipler's job throughout the rest of the season? That is to be determined. We understand injuries happen. But one question I have is, will we see a balanced offense from Ohio State in the second half of the season? Now, when I say balanced offense, I'm, I'm looking at averaging 250 on the ground, 250 through the air. Now, you can say, Jay, Ohio State's averaging like over what, 220 on the ground. That's not bad. No, that's not bad at all. However, this is Ohio State. The standard is high. Let's not lower it. I recently saw an article on Twitter from the Washington Post. It was an opinion piece, and I'm glad that in the tweet it said opinion instead of just stating this is a fact. It was talking about how Americans need to lower their expectations because during the period of the Great Resignation, which I had never heard that phrase before, the Great Resignation that has been going on throughout America, they say people have been realizing that Americans' expectations are just too high. Expecting people to do their job while they're at a place of employment that is paying them, that's just too much to ask for. Yes, this is literally in the article. Now, I had to stop reading that article because I was starting to get a little annoyed because you saying us lowering expectations needs to happen. And I say, well, you lower expectations. That allows for things to happen that should not happen because we're lowering expectations for Americans right now. So in this piece, we're talking about how Americans demand too much from places of employment. They demand too much at restaurants. They demand too much. Um, it hit fast food restaurants because I know fast food places, uh, they have been uh, needing people to work. And a lot of people have not been working for the better part of a year to year and a half right now. Um, so I do understand all of all the things that they have talked about. And I do get, yes, there is a shortage of workers right now. I do understand that a lot of places not being 24-7 anymore. That has hindered and that some people want to work third shift. Well, if you take that away. It doesn't fit their family dynamic anymore, and so they're struggling and scrambling to find a job. Now, there is plenty of time to get a job because there's plenty of jobs out there. But in this piece, it really harped on saying our expectations are too high. We need to lower our expectations for humanity because the pandemic has showed us, well, we expect too much from people, so we need to lower our expectations. One, I will say some people's expectations are too high. Those people are in the minority, maybe the one percenters. However, those of us like myself that are in the 99 percentile of this conversation, don't lower your standard. Don't lower the expectation. I firmly think that's a thing that is happening right now, and it's not a good one. Lowering your expectations is not wise in, in regular life, not wise on the football field. Keep the standard high, and I think Ohio State – yeah, they can, they can have 300 yards of passing and 225 on the ground, but a balanced attack, I think the balanced attack that we should want to see from Ohio State, 250 on the ground, 250 plus average per game through the air. That can happen. How soon can it happen? How soon will it happen? Will it happen? I don't know, but that can happen. I know Larry Johnson, Kevin Wilson, and the rest of the offensive staff, they're striving to find a way to make it a balanced attack. So no matter if you're playing the Indiana Hoosiers, the Penn State Navy Lions, or the team up north, they cannot pinpoint one way to slow you down. Another question I got about this team. Will we see a consistent four-man rush soon? 
Now I added soon at the end. I just want to see what we see because it's because it's a four man rush. I want to I wanted to see it five games ago. <laughs> just be completely honest with you. I wanted to see that four man rush four five six game. You say six games. That's game number one. <laughs> you are correct. That was game number one. I do think that this team right now, currently constructed, can have a consistent four man rush. Last but not least, how have the youngsters? pushed the older players during the off week. Now, I have been very vocal, maybe more than I think I have been, or maybe not enough as I think I should be, should have been, with how I think the young guys, the Denzel Burke, the Tyleek Williams, uh, the ha- not Haskell Gary, he's an older gentleman at, in this conversation, the uh, Jack Sawyer, uh, the Jalen Tuamalowal, because his real na- his name is not JT, real name is Jalen. Uh, I'll either call him JT or Tuamalowal or Jalen Tuamalowal, just figuring out which right way to call him right now. I do believe those guys on defense have pushed guys like Seven Banks, have pushed guys like Zach Harrison, Tyreek Smith, who had a, who I believe had a concussion. I do believe he'll be back, hopefully back very, very soon. Hopefully, that's not confirmed. I do believe that, I hope, I hope he will be back here very, very soon. But you've also seen guy, a guy on the offensive side of the ball in uh, Trayvon Henderson pushing Master Teague, pushing Mayan Williams, who I hope will be back consistently once again. Um, you've seen guys like that push people. We have seen guys like uh, a guy like Still Chambers, who just went to play the college football linebacker spot for the first time in his career, and he has had a couple guys be disgruntled and they entered the transfer portal during the middle of the season. Now I'm curious because I know in the off week you get some time uh, a, a time on a Saturday to not really you're not playing football you're watching football. I wonder if some of those old guys are watching football with the younger guys and they're saying, "Hey man, look, you a dog. Uh, we need you on this team." And in their mind, they're saying, "I gotta step up. I gotta stop." I'm not saying no names. You know the names of the guys that need to step up. I need to step up, and I firmly think that this time away could have been very beneficial to guys like Haskell Garrett, to a guy like a Zach Harris and Tyreek Smith, to guys like that, to a guy like a Seven Banks, to a guy like a Master Teague. Not saying Master Teague has been bad all year, but stepping up just, just a tad, I do think this time off will be and was beneficial to these guys to simply help them be better on the field and to raise their expectations and level of play immediately. Did you know that Bill Bar has nine delicious flavors plus the occasional limited time flavor as well? When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites. If you don't know the Built Bar flavors, you're definitely missing out. Coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and even salted caramel. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Go to built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you will get 15% off your next order. Once again, go to built.com and use that friendly promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. We're back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. 
this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, prompts, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and it's all one word to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Buckeyes Live, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every single day. Thank you for making this podcast the first listen of every single day. And remember, we will be back live. We'll be back live in a couple days on a Thursday evening, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, getting you ready for the game in a couple days from the next live show, which is a game against the Indiana Hoosiers. My guy, Hummus Hero, happy to see you back, man. I'm going to read your question out loud. Hey, Jay, do you think we will see more two tight end sets going forward or four wide receiver sets? So I want to add in what I think would be wise to do. And I do think we will see a mixture of both. Now, I do think Ryan Day, Hummus, he's probably going to use more four wide. I think he's going to mix some things into this offense that we haven't really seen. I think the, I think the two tight end sets are, ex, are expected. I'm not sure how how creative he'll get with his formations going into the Indiana game. I know he will bring up some more things against Penn State. I think the four wide receiver set where you get, I'm hoping Julian Fleming will be back, so you get your Alava, your Wilson, your Smith and Jigba, um, your Fleming, or you bring in a Harrison Jr., or you bring in uh, a Mecca Egbuka. I think that'll be a that'll be something that Penn State and then the rest of the games in November, we might see more of that versus the two tight end set. Because I do think that'll be a great way to throw teams off and to confuse teams. However, Hummus, I'll add to it. I was talking with my guy, Jeff Hunt, who will probably be back um, with me down the road once again. And I do think we'll see, I hope, this is what I hope. This is me being a little creative. I hope we see on the outside, Wilson or Olave, either side, doesn't matter, X or the Z. I hope you see Smith and Jigba in the slot on either side, doesn't really matter what side of the field. And I'm wondering if we'll see a Jeremy Ruckert who really hasn't showed that he can be a be a guy in the slot that can be com- consistent in the passing game. But I do think that'll be an added wrinkle that if you put Jeremy Ruckert in the slot with four wide with Henderson in the backfield, I'm not sure if many teams are going to want to see that. Because you have a massive offensive line. You're basically playing four tackles in two tackle spots and then two of the tackles are in guard spots. So you have that little variation there. And if you split Ruckert out, you can maneuver the defense that way via pre-motion, uh, pre-step motion from left to right or into the backfield, which will confuse many defenses. I'm hoping we'll see more four wide receiver sets. I think we'll see more of the two tight end sets than four wide receiver sets. I would love to see three receivers with Rucker split out wide. I hope I didn't confuse you. That's a lot in a short amount of time. That's a good question. If you got any more questions, guys, feel free to throw them into the chat. We will definitely filter them in as the show goes on one game at a time 
Ohio State is a team that's always had a target on its back. And at this point in their season, going through the rest of their season, you have seen teams like an Alabama lose to Texas A&M, an unranked team. You just recent, We just recently saw the Iowa Hawkeyes lose. The number two team Iowa was at that time to an unranked team in the Purdue Boilermakers. Iowa lost that game at home. Alabama lost that game in Kyle Field in Texas. And so when you think about all of these things that have happened recently, you now have Georgia, who is number one, who I do think is the clear-cut number one team in the country. If you have any questions or any diff- anything different than that, message me. Hop in the live chat. I will gladly say why I think that Georgia is the best team in the country. You have the Cincinnati Bearcats, who are a group of five team, but they're playing really, really, really good football. And you have a team like Ohio State, who is firmly set in the number five spot. And I do think they will move up with more wins throughout the season. However, they have one loss. Now, I'm not saying take one game at a time because they have one loss, but the human nature says we may look ahead to a matchup because, oh, it's Penn State. Oh, we got the the all-red jerseys, the the color rush jerseys. Oh, it's a night game on ABC. Oh, it's under the lights. Oh, it's Halloween weekend. All these different things that are going to be different things that will be possible um, uh, disturbances from us being successful on the field. And I firmly think that with the human nature that we have here and Ryan Day being the head coach, the human nature might pop in and say, hey, guys, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and look ahead to let's look ahead to Penn State. And let's look ahead to the end of the season to Michigan State and Michigan. One game at a time. This point, your preparation for Indiana, you're saying, well, the Indiana football team can't really move the ball. They have had two running backs already enter the portal so far this season on the USC transfer, and Stephen Carr hasn't really got the job done. The offensive line, eh, nothing really that's going to make you get a little nervous. The defense is good, but when the defense is on the field for a very long time, it's not really the best, and it's not really conducive for the Indiana Hoosiers to be successful in a game. This past week, Indiana was a team that was very close to beating Michigan State, who is still undefeated. A pick six that Jack Total threw was what propelled the Spartans to win that matchup against the Hoosiers. One game at a time. If you look at this Hoosier team as an Ohio State football player or a football fan, you're saying, Look past them. I know we got one L, but <laughs> IU is trash. Before you know it, the game could be tied in the fourth quarter because of sloppy bad play. One game at a time. You take one game at a time. You move forward with that mindset, and you will be wise, and you will be very – you will love the outcome of what comes next because I do believe Ohio State, one of the better – one of the most talented teams – or excuse me, the most talented team – in the Big Ten Football Conference throughout the rest of the season, you will see one, two, maybe three 50-point games from Ohio State. Not saying which games I think Ohio State will put up at least 50 points, but if all goes well and everything goes exactly as we think it should, we could see Ohio State put up 50 points at least three more times throughout this season. But if you don't take every game serious, if you don't go one game at a time, it could hinder you and it could mess you up. And honestly, it could be something that adds one more loss to your win-loss record and ultimately one more loss, you ain't getting to the 14 playoff. I'm not a fan of expansion. We're not having a conversation right now. But I will say, 
one more loss, you could basically say the Buckeyes not in the playoff this year. Guys, very enjoyable to hop in with you once again on a Tuesday evening. I'm glad you could come by and hop in the chat and have a good old time with us as we talk about the Ohio State football team. The plan for tomorrow's show is to have a crossover with the host of Locked on Hoosiers, the first crossover Locked on podcast network style we have had this season. So be on the lookout for that. We'll do an Indiana Ohio versus Ohio State preview show, um, preview style show that'll be out Thursday on YouTube. It'll be out 8 a.m. Eastern. For those of you that are audio listeners, the Odyssey app or wherever you get your fine podcast, that'll be out at midnight on Thursday. You can always follow me on Twitter at jstevens07. Send all of your emails to jstevens317 at gmail.com. The NBA season is about to start. I'm about to tap in and watch that. While we are watching the NBA basketball season tip off, make sure you go to your phone, the Odyssey app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever podcast app you listen to or utilize. And make sure you subscribe or follow to the Locked On Big Ten Podcast because it's the best place, the only place, to stay up to date with everything going on in the Big Ten Football Conference with its host, Mr. Nate Dickinson. Like Locked On Buckeyes, Locked On Big Ten is free and available on all platforms.